0: Welcome to Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And if you're listening to this, then consider yourself a part of the team. Stick around and let's shine a light on all things Appalachia. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This is JC. Today is September 10th, 2021. And we all know what tomorrow is. September 11th. The 20th anniversary of the attacks on, on America on uh, back in 2001. It's kind of a sad time. It's a sad occurrence. It brings back a lot of memories, actually. And I don't want to dwell on that in this, this episode today. But um, as we go forward through the weekend <clears throat> and as life, you know, continues to get back to normal. Let's not forget those folks and that event, and uh, you know, let's hope that we have taught those those kids who have uh, been born since that happened uh, about the horrors of that day. And um, I, I did watch. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people today have probably seen footage of the uh, of the uh, terrorist attack back then. And um, still, 20 years later, it's still emotional. And I was uh, surprised at how emotional I was watching that. And I imagine many of you listening are the same way. But uh, let's uh, let's remember our our fallen and those who uh, sacrificed and gave all, and those who have dedicated their lives and uh, to keep us safe here at home. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And uh, let's you know let's um, we to go forward through this weekend with with that on our minds too. But you know, it occurred to me. Earlier, I want to kind of veer off into something a little bit different, a little bit more upbeat, because uh, we're all going to hear a lot about 9-11 over the weekend, and I don't want to dwell too much on that. Um, oh, before I forget, I would like to toss one thing out to you, those of you listening. Uh, we do like to collect stories here, and I remember where I was at on, on that terrible day, uh, watching that on TV and my thoughts and emotions, and over 20 years, our, our things change, our perspectives change. Change or not um, if anybody's interested just tossing us out there maybe for a, a future episode um, maybe soon uh, sooner rather than later uh, while this is on everyone's mind. if you do want to share a story or where or say where you were at when when the towers came down when the attacks happened or your thoughts and then 20 years later, uh, feel free to share that with me at uh, JC at you can email me there um i'd love to hear some of those stories and maybe even read some on a on a future podcast uh it's an important date to remember it's it's etched in all of our minds so um let's sometimes writing about it telling others what you're thinking feeling how you're feeling about it now it helps you know but i did want to kind of veer into something a little bit different um i was reading online uh about some some interesting history right uh here in Appalachia and I went to AppalachianHistory.net. That's one of my favorite, favorite sites. And uh, a couple of articles popped up that just, it struck me all of a sudden. And I had to, I had to go uh, actually check this out. Um, it was about Christmas. And the reason I I actually clicked on this was, um, yeah, it was uh, an article called Cookies, Coffee, Coat Buttons, and More. Christmas shopping along the Great Wagon Road from 1840 to the to the 50s. Um, this was uh, this was actually written not that long ago. It was posted up by Dave Tabler. Tabler, I hope I, I hope I say that name right. Um, and uh, anyway, I'll I'll get into that. But the reason I focused on Christmas, um, I got some good feedback from our last podcast, and uh, where, where people had to get... We were talking about investing, why it's important to invest to change the narrative. Well, knowing that I'm in the finance, you know, the investment business, one of the things that I focus on is coming up for the holidays, there's a lot of talk uh, about supply chains being slow. So if you want to order things for Christmas to kind of do so early to make sure whatever you buy gets here in time, if you wait till the normal time you normally buy, you probably won't be getting what well, you've ordered because of the backup in uh, in our supply chains. So normally, yes, I'm the kind of guy that I like to get all my Christmas shopping done before Thanksgiving. I don't know about you. So yeah, I'm that guy. Uh, either I do it then or I'm actually out shopping on Christmas Eve, which is a pain. But you know, to me, shopping early is like being that kid that got all your homework done and all your papers done before exam time. So it could be playtime instead of you know, crash, uh, crashing at the end of the end of a semester, <laughs> the catch-up. But I've already started my online Christmas shopping, and it's not even Halloween yet, so likely I'm going to be done by Halloween. Now, I know some of you listening are going to hate me automatically for that, <laughs> but um, I'm not rushing the holidays, but I'm looking forward to the holidays. But I wanted to kind of touch on this article because it brought up you know, something, really a really good question. Says, so, uh, you know, it, it it starts off by saying that holiday shopping is stressful and it's adventurous, and we all know people go out on Black Friday, you know, and, and, and just like brave those crowds. You're braver than me. I'm not going out those days. Um, but when you think about people going out shopping in a frenzy and and all that, usually you think about if you think historically, you think you know downtown New York City, Boston, Chicago in the in you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s. So you think about all those people shopping in those big areas or recent eras, like you mall, uh, all these malls that are around are, are now on Amazon, right? But would you have ever thought that all that frenzy would have been focused on a sleepy little town nestled in Appalachia in Virginia that's called Along the Great Wagon Road? And some of you will probably know this, some of you uh, history buffs, but I'm talking about Newburn, Virginia, which is near Dublin, if uh, and uh, up around the Radford, Pulaski area. For those of you who don't know, a little bit past Withville, and this goes into a little bit of history. It says here that this was the, the most likely site to look at Christmas shopping trends. It was one of the most likely sites to look at Christmas shopping trends in American history. So, yeah, it's, it's um, on March 3rd, 1810, uh, the village of New Bern became a recognized township uh, from by the General Assembly in Virginia. The Great Wagon Road cut down the middle of the town um, within a few quick years, and it made New Bern kind of a hub in the area. So this is all news to me. I I had no idea this was the case. Uh Adam who who's a veteran of the American Revolution, was actually the visionary for this village in Montgomery County. So his planned town was uh you know just west of what at the time, I think maybe it's still called Ingalls Ferry on the New River. Uh halfway between Christiansburg and Withful, like I mentioned. Um with that location it was just a natural stopping point because you had the river there too and uh, businesses of all types set up shop in Newburgh. you had taverns you had uh, wagon makers blacksmiths uh, general stores popped up uh, stables uh, there's post office churches and confectioners right so that drew a lot of travelers and uh, it really was a, a kind of a boon and an accommodation to a lot of the local residents. So this it put this little town on the map, and it was thriving and rich. Um, one way to determine what people and I'm going to read this from from this site. One way to determine what people place value on in any given time frame or area is to see what they are willing to trade that value for in monetary terms, such as with shopping. Wilderness Road Regional Museum in Newburn. Holds many artifacts and archives in its collections that can address this. Three original store ledgers were examined to see if and when Christmas shopping became an important social aspect in the mountains of Western Virginia. The store accounts of the Henry Hayes or excuse me, Henry Hance General Merchandise Store in New covered the early time frame of the town from 1870 to excuse me, 1817 to 1820. In the 1840s, the John Gardner store has had a ledger that uh, gave a glimpse into the regular spending habits of the established area. And later, Newbern-based Bose Spiller General Store ledger from 1849 to 1850 shows that Christmas shopping was becoming an accepted social practice in Appalachia. The handwritten store ledger of the Henry Hance store from 1817 to 1820 is one of the prized possessions of the museum. It contains at least 200 different account holders who purchased store items during the years it was covered. But, uh, yeah, this is very interesting because one of my bucket list items for this, this fall is to go to at least two or three local museums. So I think I'm going to have to add this museum on my list. Wilderness Road Regional Museum in Newbrook. So jot that down if you're interested. It sounds like a really, really fun place to visit. Uh, That said there were no patterns of holiday gift buys in the Hans Ledger. Uh, Sundries, lead bars, gunpowder, pen knives, salt, hats, school books, pipes, whiskey, rum, among some other things here. Can be found in the inventory of items sold. That's a lot of things that people would use. Local residents, as well as travelers along the Great Wagon Road, were the customer base. Both women and men frequented the store and had established lines of credit. So I found that was really, really interesting. Uh, further down in the article, and I'll put this up on the Facebook uh, page, uh, there's a section that says Two Women with Very Different Spending Habits. That same year, patron Thomas Bratton, who likewise typically only purchased animal care items such as curry combs and bridles along with feed, purchased a fur cap, silk, buttons, buckskin gloves, and one pair of small shoes the week before Christmas. James Kent's shopping also included buttons, pink ribbon, and pink silk in the month of December, only for several years running. Two women with active accounts had different spending uh, habits. Polly Bratton, consistently in the years 1845, 46, and 47, bought nice items, such as dishes from Liverpool, shoes, uh, gingham umbrellas, along with shot and whiskey throughout the year, but never purchased anything other than sundries in November, December, and January. Melvina Barger, Also, purchased more high end items from the store throughout the year, but only butter and cotton purchases became the norm in the late months of the year. In early December 1848, however, a penknife and a box along with two pairs of fine woolen socks indicate a possible Christmas gift. And um, I think we've talked about this on one past uh, podcast about Appalachia, or Christmas in early Appalachia. But a friend of mine and a, and, a, uh, and a listener of this program actually asked me a question. Didn't Was there a time, you know, it seemed like he recalled reading where there was a time where we didn't celebrate Christmas on December 25th here in Appalachia? And I thought, well, I'm going to look that up. And I did find some information on it. Christmas in Appalachia was not always celebrated on December 25th. This was also new to me. Whether because calendar reform in uh, 1752, had removed 11 days, uh, turning December 25th into January 6th, or because January 6th marked the arrival of the three wise men on the 12th day of Christmas, many Appalachians celebrated Old Christmas, as it was called, on January 6th. Old Christmas Eve, they believed that the animals could pray. Young people, gathered and enjoyed a lot of uh, outdoor activities, raucous fun, like setting bonfires and going serenading, which involved shooting guns and firecrackers, as well as singing. Old Christmas Day was usually observed quietly, with church going, family meals, community Christmas trees, and stockings uh, containing fruit, nuts, candy. So it tells you how old Christmas is a far cry from today's uh, just gift centered, um, kind of I don't know, say watered down by pop culture type of holiday where the true meaning of Christmas is lost. Um, but it is you know to all of us to you know have hold that true meaning of Christmas in our in our hearts and in our homes. But I found it really interesting that Christmas Eve was kind of a raucous time. Like I love the fact of like bonfires and community Christmas trees. Um, that would be great just to see a, a town and have Christmas trees in various parts where stockings are hung up and people can just come by and get one with snacks to eat. You know, fruits, ve- fruits, veggies, nuts, candy. Uh, that would be really, really fun to see some towns in Appalachian, and maybe there are, that actually not only embrace Christmas for what we do today, but as a community, kind of embrace old Christmas whether it's on January 6th or on December 24th. be fun to know. That's something for us to certainly look into and find out. What are your thoughts on all this? What, uh, what experiences have you had? What do you do for Christmas? Are you shopping early this year? And uh, if so, um, good luck with the shipping. <laughs> hey, but certainly I uh, appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Appalachian Shine. Uh, hopefully this topic's been fun. I am looking forward to the holidays, even though it's not even October yet. But you know how it is. It'll all be here before we know it. Uh, we'll be back soon with another interesting topic. If you have any suggestions for topics or folks you want to see on the on the program for us to talk to, certainly, like I said, drop me an email, JC at jc.supportappalachia.org. And we will certainly do our best to uh, expand the show as much as we can. We're up to, are we up getting close to 60 episodes? So I'd mentioned uh, previously that we got a um, a, a donation, a grant in from an organization earlier in the year that really made the difference for us to be able to keep this podcast going all year and in the next. So we certainly appreciate that. And uh, thanks again, everybody. Visit us online at supportappalachia.org, facebook.com forward slash supportappalachia. Feel free to interact with us on there, too. We certainly appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll see you on down the road.